educate yourselves and there are resources to your um and just love your neighbor as yourself because god just made one race if i cut myself open and if well you know what i'm saying cut you open our hearts livers kidneys everything is going to look the same the blood's going to still run red welcome to love your neighbor in this episode reverend ann kirchmeyer speaks with soby walton Welcome, friends. Today is Saturday, the 18th of July, and um, I am going to be having a conversation today with my friend Sobe Walton. So I want to give you a little bit of background about Sobe and then let her um, speak to us. Sobe's from originally Brooklyn, New York. She spent her childhood summers in Hampton, and she's actually lived here since 1997. She has a BA in communications from Hunter College in New York, New York. She served in the United States Air Force Reserves and she is a Gulf War veteran. Sobe is certified as a personal trainer and as an aquatic exercise professional. She works at the YMCA and she has her own business, Living Sacrifices Personal Fitness. Sobe is a born-again Christian, and she attends Freedom Life Church in Hampton. When I asked her about her family, because I didn't know about her family, she is about to celebrate her 25th wedding anniversary with her husband in August. He is an elementary school principal, and together they have three adult children, one future daughter in love, an 18-month-old granddaughter, and even a 12-week-old grand pup, says Sobe. <laughs> um, I know Sobe because she is my absolute favorite water aerobics instructor. And so I think I've known Sobe maybe two or three years. I can't remember now when, when we first met. And Sobe actually has a, a St. Andrew's connection that, that is a sad connection. And she was a good friend of Mason Brown. They worked together at the Y, right? And so Sobe was there for Mason's funeral in um, August of, uh, not August, in January of 2019. So Sobe, I'm so grateful to you. We actually, I can't remember how it came up that I told you that we were doing these conversations and I, was so grateful to you for, for being willing to um, take part. So as you know, we have five questions here that, um, that you know, I showed you ahead of time. And so I'm just gonna start with the first one, which is, how are you? Good, I'm doing good today. Um, you know, some days a little sad, but, but overall I'm doing well, doing well. Good, good. What is the current situation? And here I'm thinking about everything going on about racism, which I know is not new, but has uh, been for, for white people. I think we are suddenly much more aware, I hope we are, than we have been for a long time. Uh, you know, so as all the things with uh, Brianna and George Floyd and Ahmed, I mean, just all the things going on. Um, my question is, what is this situation like for you, for your family, and for your congregation? Um, for me, it's hurtful, disappointing. I'm mad. Yeah. It's, it's, 
it could be my husband, you know, that, that could be my, my, my sons. It's, it's, it could have been my daughter. It, it, it's just, it's so all encompassing. Um, I think from my congregation, they just meeting back at church two weeks ago. And the congregation is multicultural. We've been at the congregation maybe a year and a half now. So I love that I am with white people, black people, Hispanic people, and we all worship differently. It's a non-denominational church. But I think my being there has been helpful. I haven't returned back to the building for service. I've been participating online. So I think they too are feeling the effects of because you know, there is white and there is black. Um, family seems to be handling it okay. My husband has said that I think it's probably kind of mobilized um, and he's considering possibly down the line, maybe even going into, I don't want to say political grassroots work. So we'll, we'll see what the, what the future brings for that. But I know for me, it, it is hurtful. There are times I think I'm going to start to cry because I just get very, ugh. God is good. So, you know, we're, 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 we're doing okay. We're doing okay. I'm glad you're okay, but boy, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Um, so then shifting just a tiny bit, if you're willing to talk a little bit about how you personally in your own life or your family's life have experienced racism. I, I realize I don't usually say this, but I was just thinking today as I was looking at the questions, it's because, because I, I, I think I'm asking, I know I'm asking you to talk about something really hard. And that the reason for my question is that I think, you know, as somebody with the, the skin color of privilege, I don't know what it's like. And um, I think it's so important for us to hear what the experience is like from somebody who has darker skin and has to face a, a racist society so oh well um i have um experienced it some of the vivid ones happened while i was serving in the persian gulf uh, this is 1991 and um we lived at king khalid military city in saudi arabia and the black people on post we decided let's do a you know a black history month you know program because you know we were there the month of february so we, I think we had some kind of a placard or some kind of board advertising it. And someone wrote on there, go back home and the N-word. And it was, and so my mind, my, my process, my thought processes were, we're in Saudi Arabia. We're not even in the United States. You're supposed to have my back. I'm supposed to have your back. But someone or maybe some bodies have had it like, go back home, that, that just was just, wow, just, I can only even have the words for that one. Um, I've also been watched in a store, uh, followed to make sure that I wouldn't take anything. Um, I've also, in the workplace, and you know where I work, um, experienced it. I would be looked at, but not spoken to. And this is by staff, not even acknowledged, looked at. And more than once, I, if it was one, because you didn't know who I was, but you saw me probably at least once or twice a week, nothing. 
wow. That invisibility treated as if you're not even seen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Sobi, for letting us know this. So, you know, as you know, I'm mindful of um, trying to help us better understand what we can be doing as white Christians to be allies. And so the, the question is, what can white Christians do to be allies for you? What's your thought on that? Um, for me, not to politicize this, don't make it a Republican versus a Democrat, because for me, right is right and wrong is wrong. And you want to take side that I don't think is fair. It, it, it doesn't, there's no reason to do that. Um, also to educate yourselves, there's plenty of books, um, YouTube videos. Um, I believe her name is Jane Elliott. I believe she's a teacher. I know she's anti-racism and she did brown-eyed, blue-eyed experiment in her classroom, 1968. Uh, only seen clips, I haven't seen the full video, but I believe her name is Jane Elliott and it is the brown-eyed, blue-eyed experiment. Very interesting in her white classroom, how she made, you know, okay, my kids are gonna be X, Y today, and then she flipped it the next day, but just to see the reaction from that. Um, I think also for me, to love your neighbor as yourself. Um, scripture talks about, I think in the book of Acts, that God made, you know, from one blood, he made all people from one blood, all people. And then, you know, we're supposed to love our neighbors as ourselves. So if I love you, Anne, I'm gonna love you the way that I love me. I'm gonna treat you the way I would wanna be treated. So I think for me, and I'm speaking for Sobe, that don't look at Republican, Democrat, or what all the other political parties are out there because it's, it grand scheme of things, that doesn't matter. Educate yourselves, and there are plenty of, um, and just love your neighbor as yourself, because God just made one race. If I cut myself open, and if, well, you know what I'm saying, cut you open, our hearts, livers, kidneys, everything is going to look the same. The blood's going to still run red. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. Thank you. Something you said, the Jane Elliott thing, I've been, while I was away on vacation, I was reading, um, there's a book called Waking Up White that a, um, a clergy friend recommended to me. And it's written, it's written for white people by a white woman who was raised in a very, you know, wasp, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant mm -hmm. family in Massachusetts. And it's her own coming to realize that white is a race, you know, like you can't just talk about races as if everybody else has one and white people don't have one. Mm -hmm. And um, anyway, it, in her, her book is fascinating and very thought provoking. And she talks about that. I, th I think it is Jane Elliott. She mentions it in her book. And you may know this if you've watched the video, because I haven't, but okay. the kids were really mean to each other. Whoever it was, who had yes. been told that they were the upper hand for that day yes. were lousy to the other kids. Yes. Um, and I, that's horrifying. And, and I mean, horrifying to know that kids do it, but to think about, well, so white people, 
you know, we, we've been told we have the upper hand. How are we treating, you know, everybody else knowingly it, or not? Yeah. So, anyway, that, sorry, that really- No, 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 that, that was very interesting. I'll have to look up the video clip. <laughs> yes, if not, I, I might even, if I find it, I will send it to you. Excellent, thank you. We, we just have a newly forming group at our church called Responding to Racism that came out of some of these video conversations and people saying, what can we do? What are we gonna do as St. Andrew's Church? Um, you know, a predominantly white church, but with a, you know, a couple of uh, people of color. And so anyway, we are, we are, uh, we're in that messy time in a new group where we're trying to get our feet under us and look at, you know, what are we going to talk about? But anyway, so I, I feel like knowing about videos like that and books like that. Yes. Um, and we don't want, a friend of mine was on a um, clergy talk the other day and said that um, she had read somewhere this really cryptic thing that a black person gets killed and white people start a book club. And <laughs> you're allowed to laugh at that. <laughs> but so that's not our intent. Like as we're trying to figure out what to do, we need stuff to educate us, but then we need to move into action. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's going to take time. It's it is not um, the YMCA is also looking to see how they can you know better uh, have better relations you know in terms of their of their employee as well as as members. Um, it's going to take time, and but we have to have conversations. And I'm glad that we're having the conversation because once the dialogue gets started hopefully people won't shy away from it or be like, well, that's hurtful. Cause yeah, it is hurtful and yeah, it's uncomfortable, but it's gotta be done. And things that make us uncomfortable ultimately help us to grow, help us to learn. And, and we need to do that. We need, we, need, we, need, we need to do that. Absolutely we do. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, so then the last question here, I mean, there are tons of questions, an ongoing <laughs> conversation, but what, if anything, gives you hope in the situation in which we're, you know, we're finding ourselves right now? I'm going to say the dialogue. I think the fact that you, you know, decided to do this to educate not only yourself, but your congregation, that's, that's huge. Um, the YMCA doing the same thing. You're, you're taking a step and, and that's good. That's good. And I, I hope that you continue to do this for as long as I guess maybe God is leading you, putting it on your heart to do it. Um, I think also the fact that our young people have kind of picked up on the movement. Okay, yeah, we need to see some changes because um, things just can't go on as it has a status quo. It's got to come down. It just has to come down. This is this is we can't do this anymore. So I'm I'm, I'm glad to see the involvement of of our young people as well. White, black, Hispanic, they're all getting involved because. People are taught racism. Racism. It's you don't just you know wake up and you're written. No, mm -mm. I came up in my elementary school. It, Asian, Hispanic, white, black. We got along. There weren't any issues, and we're probably we're close in age. So I don't think I experienced really anything racist. Maybe high school because then it was like a 6,000 6, students in my high school. 
So there were a lot of, I mean, we had all kinds of, yeah, little small things, but nothing like grandiose that, you know, happened in school, but some tension, but not like what we, you know, experienced like as of late, but just stuff. But, but I would say definitely the dialogue, I think it's good. And I'm, I'm believing that maybe I'll just find myself involved maybe in more things like this, um, just to get, you know, just to start talking. Maybe start a book club. I have my friend's book. It's called Blood. How did we get here? Race is an idea, part one. So, and she wrote this, I believe, last year. So, and she had been writing for years and she finally got it published. So, uh, this is it. And I believe I got it on Amazon, but yeah, of one blood. So, of one blood. Great. I will look into that. It's great. Yeah. And so you, and this is a friend of yours, somebody that you friend know. Of mine. Yes, it's a friend of mine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we've, long, we've been friends a long time. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So something that wasn't on our list, but that occurred to me later is I should have asked you, is there anything in particular you'd like to say that didn't get covered in these questions? Because that's really my goal. Is there anything that you... Um, no, I, I, think, I think I've said it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> I am so grateful to you. And um, as you know, I, we try to end these with a prayer. Um, so if it's okay, I'll start and then um, ask you if you'd like to pray. And then if you could lead us into the Lord's Prayer, um, okay. if that's okay. That's and fine. I always tell people, so because of Zoom, it gets a little wonky. So when you oh, and I yeah. are trying to say the Lord's Prayer, it's going to sound funny, but that's okay. God can hear it. The people can participate. It's okay for our voices to be weird. So. All right. <laughs> All right. So let's pray. Holy God, I thank you so much for my sister, Sobi, and for her graciousness and her willingness to engage in this conversation and share her experiences, especially knowing that they have not, when we talk about racism, been happy experiences. I pray that this conversation will bear fruit in our lives and in the lives of those who hear it. I, with Sobi, am so grateful that you did create all people out of one blood and that we have this opportunity to work together toward writing relationships that have gone wrong. And I ask for your help and your guidance and your blessing. Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you for this time together, Lord. We thank you for this beautiful day you've allowed us to see, Lord. We thank you for the opportunity to have this dialogue. I pray, Lord God, that people's hearts and minds are not only touched, Lord, but changed, Lord, that that is your word to do to love each other that people will know that we are your disciples because we have love for each other we just thank you lord for the things that are going to be um the outcomes lord of what's going to happen father i just i just thank you and just love you lord for just all you are to us father as we now pray the lord's prayer our father who art in heaven Hallowed be Hallow thy name, thy kingdom thy come, come, thy will thy be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So, listener, what are you thinking and feeling right now? How did Sobey's experiences make you feel? Sobey stressed education because education is necessary for constructive action. She and Anne recommended several resources, which you can find links to in the show notes. Try to expand your knowledge about racism this week. Sobey also said that God made us the same on the inside. Reflect on how outside appearance may impact how you interact with others. Thank you for listening, and thank you for following and sharing Love Your Neighbor. This show is produced by St. Andrew's Episcopal Church, Newport News, Virginia.